0: This is the Life Truth Network. Welcome to Life Truth Presents, a clean fiction podcast. If it's clean fiction, it's fair game. My goal is to come alongside Clean Fiction Magazine over at cleanfictionmagazine.com. They sell their quarterly publications on Amazon. If it's not the type of thing covered in CFM, I want it to be here. That gives you, the listener, access to even more clean fiction. You could even hear interviews, game reviews, featured audio drama reviews, and some of the dramas themselves. I want this to be big. Welcome to Life Truth Presents, a clean fiction podcast. The Summer of Clean Fiction Magazine is out, ready for you to grab and enjoy. Uh, More book and audio drama reviews. More serials such as Her Father's Mantle and Stronghold, so you get to catch up on those. Amazon still has them, and of course, you can always go to cleanfictionmagazine.com. There is a Friday schedule we would like to share the free Friday Amazon ebook editions of Clean Fiction Magazine. Every Friday and Friday only, you get a free edition here's what you can get for the next two weeks friday august 4th uh free amazon ebook for the spring edition 2023 that's fairly recent but it gets better on friday august the 11th the free edition is the summer 2023 edition that's last issue that's the issue that's currently out the new one so you can grab that and soon before you know it fall 2023 will be out with more for you the first crimson garnet episodes were done as audiobooks then i lost them and had to start redoing enter jimmy david robbins who began to re-record these with style and professionalism each one improving on the next today we are going to hear the audiobooks he did for the series which were followed later by the audio dramas. Get ready. What you're about to hear is a lost episode of Crimson Garnet. Redone, re recorded by our new Crimson Garnet himself.
1: Crimson Garnet, copyright 2000 to 2018, Nathaniel Dwayne Caldwell, produced by Jimmy David Robbins. Dwayne Bronze, Crimson Garnet, and other names, characters, and events found herein are trademarks of Nathan Caldwell and are purely fictional. Any resemblance to these to any other person, place, or event, real or fictitious, are purely coincidental. Of all the things in life that are important, God ranks number one. But family, that is a close second. Our story starts in present day in Seattle, Washington. We begin at Seattle University. Crimson Garnet, episode number one, Bronze and Lead, by Nathaniel D. Caldwell. Read by the new voice of the Crimson Garnet himself, Jimmy David Robbins. I did what you told me, Coach. A burly young man walks by and delivers the message he was instructed to bring. Well done, the Coach James Lead responded. I'll see you at the game. Coach Lead. The voice came from the front doors. Great job on the game. Why, thank you, sir, he said. We try our hardest to win at any cost. That he did, for as he opened his cabinet at home, he spoke as he held a bottle of blue pills. Good job, old friend, but I'm down to only four bottles. Well, Mr. Bronze, it's all here. Room 315. Thanks a lot, Dwayne Bronze told the registrar. I'm always here to help, she said. Dwayne Bronze had finally started college. Like many other students, he felt like high school would never end. Now, he was on his own in the great big world. A graduate of Seattle High, he received many honors, as well as a full scholarship to Seattle University. He was ready to take on the task, but he was a little anxious. He was about to come up to his door when he heard yelling come out of 314.
2: I don't care what you do. No bucks. No drugs. You got that? Good.
1: Dwayne couldn't believe his ears. He opened the door to his room. Anyone in here? Come on in, a young man said. I'm just resting. You my roommate? Yeah. Are you new here too? Sure am. I was told the college was only in its second year. When you think about it, I guess that means that everyone's new here. I guess. Dwayne laid down on his bed. I need to rest. I have a lot to think about. His roommate showed concern. What's wrong? You can tell me. We are roommates, after all. No, thanks. I'm just going to rest and think. I'll be all right. Okay. But if you need anything, just call the desk and have me paged. I'll come a-running. Thanks. Uh... Mark. Mark Skies. And with that, he saluted and left the room. About two minutes later, there was a knock at the door. (coughs) Come on in, he said. It's open. The door opened, and an older man peeked his head in. I'm told that there's a bronze in here. Dwayne Bronze, what can I do for you? I'll bring a visitor. All of a sudden, a young lady stepped into the room, and the door closed. Dwayne sat up in his bed and struggled to his feet. The, what can I do for you, ma'am? He reached out to take her hand. Lightning, she said. Don't you remember me? Dwayne struggled to think. She seemed so familiar. Did she just call me Lightning? He thought. That's what my sister used to call me. But wasn't she lost during the late 80s? Lightning, are you okay? She asked, interrupting his thoughts. Uh, sure. You seem to be thinking about something. What's wrong? Nothing. Why haven't I seen you? I thought you were dead. I sent a letter. I don't understand why you didn't get it. When she sat down in a chair, he did the same. I had gone to Europe on a very important trip. It seemed a member of our family lived there. Well, Debbie, I'm glad to see you in one piece. He hugged her. So what are you doing now? Trying to find you. Then trying to find a job. Hey, don't you want to know who I found? Oh, let me try again. Hey, sis, what did you find in Europe? That's better. She smiled. I found two things, actually. I found our grandfather, and this. She held out a seemingly ordinary ring. You said you found Grandpa? Yeah, you saw him just a while ago. That guy? You're kidding. I mean... It's weird to see him and not know. I felt the same way. There was a knock at the door. The two's grandfather stuck his head in again. Come on, Deb. We've got places to go. Oh, how I wish we didn't, he thought. Hold on. Dwayne shouted as the door shut. He stepped outside. Hey, Deb. Shh, his grandfather said. It was then that Dwayne heard the same terrible voice from three
2: Four bottles of the stuff?
3: Done.
1: Then all was silent once more. What did you hear? Dwayne asked. His grandfather responded. It's a drug deal, Dwayne. I know. How? I heard earlier. What do we do now? Debbie asked, concerned. Then Matthew Bronze began constructing a plan. Simple. We tell the authorities. Give them an anonymous tip. One thing's for sure, though. We've got to stick together until this is over. Dwayne had to say it. He couldn't help it. It flooded over him above all other concerns and emotions. Hey, we need to stick together all the time. Right, Matthew said. Honey, he said to Debbie, give him the ring. Debbie held out the ring she'd shown him earlier, but Duane just stared at her puzzled. I I don't understand, he said. Just take it, Lightning, she smiled at him. You'll understand. As Duane put the ring on his finger, it gave him a terrible shock. Ow! he said. That's some static. The ring was a beautiful sight. That wasn't static, his grandfather said. And this isn't an ordinary ring. The ring is a sophisticated piece of technological machinery. I'll show you what I mean. Press the stone, the garnet, and lift it up. Duane seemed a bit puzzled, but he did as his grandfather told him. What he saw amazed him. Main power circuits connected the ring to a small main circuit board. All four corners of the inside main circuit board had solar panels. In the center was a speaker microphone. It was unlike anything he'd ever seen before. I still don't quite understand, he said. Well, Matthew started, several years ago, I went to another college. Class was about to end. And finally, remember this war? My teacher, Mr. Trent started when he was interrupted by the intercom. Mr. Trent, please come to the office, ASAP. Mr. Trent, please come to the office, ASAP. Class dismissed. We all left class, but as I passed the office, I overheard something. It was the dean of the college. You can't go on online to the school, Trent. Hours later, the dean was found in shock. He wouldn't listen, he said. I warned him. But he just would not listen. I know, an assisting officer said. Let's just go. Later, I overheard just why he was found in that state.
2: (laughs) Man, we scared him so bad. I heard someone say. He may never be sane again, Mr. Trent. Those clubs were a great idea. They
1: had used clubs on him? No wonder he was in such shock. He had been tangling with violent men. I never knew that college could be such a dangerous place. It was then that I decided to create an item that would work in self-defense. I was a student in electronics, so I knew the ins and outs of circuitry, hardware, etc. I decided to create a device with solar power and voice command capabilities. I wanted to create something that I knew would work, but how would I carry this piece of equipment around? That's when I realized. my ring i have been wearing it for years. I hollowed it out, put a hinge on the stone, and there you go. Where are we going anyway? Dwayne asked while they were walking down the outside walk to his grandfather's truck. The one place I haven't been yet, Matthew responded. I only hope everything's still there. When they finally reached the place, Dwayne and Debbie waited at the door while Matthew went in. Until they heard him yell, they rushed in. Grandpa, are you all right? Dwayne yelled. It works, he said. They cleaned up the room and unpacked some camping equipment. While his sister was sleeping, Dwayne watched his grandfather call up some very old records. You see, Dwayne, he said, these are all of my records on the ring. That's great, but how can we stop that dealer? Be patient. When the time comes, you'll know it. When morning came, the group headed out. They went to David's apartment for a final provision. I didn't stop at making this ring a defense item, Matthew said. I wanted to make a difference. Now you can too. He opened his old trunk. There was a full blue suit with white stripes down the side. It had red boots and a yellow belt. With this suit, Dwayne's grandfather continued, you can keep who you are a secret. That way, if you stop someone, they won't know who to get back at. But but where's the mask? I did some work on that, Debbie interrupted as she entered the room. I decided to give you this old SWAT helmet LAPD gave me when I left the force. I didn't know you were in the LAPD, Dwayne added shocked. I'm sorry. I still can't figure how you didn't get those letters. Anyway, I reworked the helmet covered the mic with a special insulated cover, and gave it all a paint job to match the suit. Ingenious, Matthew exclaimed. I get it from my grandfather, she smiled. Here's the last of it, Mr. Lead, the trucker said. That's great, James Lead responded. Put that over by the others. Finally, he thought, more supplies. Dwayne Bronze saw the bags of drugs over on the corner of the building. Bingo, he said. His grandfather replied on the headset.
2: Okay, Dwayne. To activate the ring, raise it to the sun and call Garnet.
1: Though a strange request, Dwayne had learned to trust his grandfather. He raised his ring to the sky and yelled, (laughs) Garnet! Then, something seemingly miraculous happened. Lightning struck his ring, but he wasn't hurt in the least. On the contrary, Duane felt the adrenaline flowing through his body as never before. He gained tremendous energy. What next, he thought. He waited just a moment. Looks like rain, Duane heard the trucker say. Never mind that, the malevolent coach responded. Now we sell for even higher prices. Then Duane knew he had his chance.
3: Over my dead body,
1: he said. That can be arranged, the evil man exclaimed. Get him! Suddenly, two more guards ran out of the truck that had once carried the toxic merchandise. All three drew their guns, but before they had a chance to fire, Dwayne ran and knocked the gun out of every single guard. They were confounded, but so was Dwayne. How could I be running so fast? he thought. In less than two seconds, he had knocked the guns out of all the men and found himself staring the coach down. He kept his cool. Come with me, he said. Ugh, sure. James Led couldn't think straight. He didn't have the mind to continue his evil now. Not after being so confused by this unreal crusader. Before long, James Led was behind bars. How did you do it? How did you find out about this deal? The police sergeant was amazed.
3: Someone who worked for him was overheard talking and a phone conversation.
1: The costume Duane answered. There's a reward in it for you if you just give me a name. No! Matthew's voice came booming over the mic. Dwayne responded to the officer.
3: I'm sorry. I don't need a reward.
1: Just say... He looked down at his ring.
3: Say that a garnet apprehended the criminal.
1: The end. Or is it? Music by Kevin MacLeod at Incompetech.com and is under a Creative Commons 3.0 license. Sound effects by freesound.org, and is under a Creative Commons 1.0 license. This has been a Protectorate Production. Thanks for listening. Yes, I realized the
0: sound there was a bit lower, but this next episode should be an improvement upon that. Get ready. What you're about to hear is a lost episode of Crimson Garnet. Redone, re-recorded by our new Crimson Garnet himself.
1: Crimson Garnet, Episode 2. When Dwayne Bronze was given a very special gift, he gained an enormous responsibility. Now, Whenever Dwayne Bronze raises the solar panels in his ring to the sun and activates the voice command, he becomes Crimson Garnet in How to Catch Lead again. The voice of Matthew Bronze booms through the Garnet's helmet speakers.
2: Keep it up. Don't stop until you've reached the
1: place where your sister is being held.
3: Yes, sir, he replies. Deborah Marie Bronze, if you've gotten yourself killed... Oh.
1: He travels at a phenomenal speed to his location and attempt to help his sibling. Matthew shakes his head and replies via the speakers,
2: Dwayne, get a hold of yourself. We're doing all we can. I may be old, but I still know how to protect my family.
1: Meanwhile, at the place where our hero is racing... A villain holds Deborah Bronze hostage. The criminal looks at the clock, which shows that it is now, inevitably, twelve noon. Now, he states without pity, they couldn't get here in time. The lady known as Deborah Bronze replies, Fifty miles in five minutes? I feel ten miles a minute is extremely generous. You're mad, Deborah said to the creep. Oh? 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 You'll fixin' not have to worry about it. You'll be... The door blows open. The figure of the crimson garnet stands as the debris clears.
3: She's fixin' to be out of here. The
1: man gazed in awe and confusion at the garnet. Who are you? Unable to restrain himself, the garnet takes the man's collar and shoves him against the wall. His voice lowly growling very clearly.
3: A very bad dude, man. The voice
1: of Matthew Bronze booms through the headset, as always, only heard by Dwayne, the Crimson Garnet.
2: What's that supposed to mean?
1: Whatever it was supposed to mean did the trick. Tears of panic filled the man's face. Hey, uh, look, I, I didn't mean anything. I wasn't going to hurt anyone. Honest. Don't do anything rash, okay? You can have the hostage. I won't bother anyone again. Really. Matthew's voice speaks. He's telling the truth. I can tell. Dwayne speaks. Uh Uh-huh. A confused look hits Deborah's face as the garnet lets the man free. Okay.
3: Go. But don't do it again.
1: The man runs off without a moment's hesitation, fearing for his life. Deborah embraces her brother who wears the suit of the Crimson Garnet. Thanks, Lightning. Dwayne is left basically speechless. Well, uh-huh. As they leave the building, Matthew's voice booms over the speakers and Garnet's helmet yet again.
2: A very bad dude?
3: Dwayne shrugs. Hey, it worked, didn't it?
1: Meanwhile, in the Seattle Penitentiary, a guard is running his daily rounds. Okay, guys, show yourselves. Cell check. He pauses to look inside one cell in particular. He sees in this cell a gaping hole, where a wall used to be. More security. Lead has escaped. (laughs) Sirens blare as the guards search the area while former Seattle high school coach James Lead is rushing away. I've just got to make it to that wooded area, he thinks to himself. Then I'll be free. He rushes and finally makes it, resting against a nearby tree. (laughs) He exclaims, So long, prison life. I know you wanted me to reform, but I like this idea better. He pauses to think, then says, Now to get back at that guy. Good job, Dwayne. The lab of Matthew Bronze does not hold much, but it does hold all records and is the Bronze's family base of operations. Thanks, Grandpa, Dwayne responds. That mission just goes to show you what you always say.
2: What's that?
1: He takes off his helmet. Then some people aren't as tough as they act when you try them. He puts his secret identity away in its storage, some type of chest. Time for class, Grandpa. See you later. Later, son, he says. Come back if you need to, he shouts as Duane Bronze leaves. I will. On the streets, James Led thinks about his new plot of revenge. Who am I even looking for? He thinks to himself. Who turned me in? I know a face, but no name. He thinks back. What did he say? Then he remembered the fateful words of Dwayne Bronze and his alter ego.
3: Say a garment did the job.
1: This had James Lead confused until researching newspapers and discovering the report. Aha! Crimson Garnet! I may need his help. Ha 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 ha! His evil laughter trails in the distance, the satisfaction on his face a very eerie one. But Crimson Garnet was in school as Duane Bronze. The teacher lectured on. The equation, therefore, states that the energy from the lightning cannot only be used to generate power, but also, in theory, be used to generate a small amount of projected lightning or other electricity. Any questions? The teacher looked up and smiled. Mr. Bronze? Dwayne spoke up. I just have to say that it would seem to me that only a genius could figure that out. That's why I'm the teacher, Dwayne. God gave man a lot of intelligence. We must put it to good use and not evil. But James Lead had other ideas about the use of intelligence. A mysterious benefactor had snuck various technology into prison for his use. He was able to easily get out and build this suit. He stood looking himself over. A targeting panel over one eye and an eyepiece over the other. A uniform to match his evil with an insignia L on the left lapel, and a belt and buckle to match. With this new suit, I am stronger, more versatile. I can now fight Garnet with more ammo.
3: Coach Lead is no more. Only Lead remains.
1: Dwayne, however, was also making some modifications. He touches his tool to the ring's internal components and it sparks. There. Done. Dwayne closes the ring and puts it on. But does it work? He raises his ring to the sun and calls, Garnet! The command is called. The clouds seem disturbed. They become electrified. Lightning flashes in all its majesty and is absorbed by the ring. Still works, but will it fire? A command is called by Dwayne. Flash! Suddenly, lightning flares and hits its target. A glass jar on a fence post shattering to pieces. Great! Dwayne smiles. Now it has defensive and offensive capabilities. Dwayne speaks again. Truce! And the ring deactivates. Half an hour later, Led was searching for his foe. Where's
3: Where's the the guard?
1: His voice sounded of menace and villainy as he grabbed the man's collar and backed him against the wall. I don't know, man. Honest. Leave me be, please. No
3: can do. I am in desperate need of a companion. Or should I say, (laughs) hostage. No. No!
1: The glare in his eyes showed satisfaction. As the stranger's fears were brought forward.
3: Yes. Yes, oh yes. I will will find find the Crimson crimson garnet. Garnet.
1: The Crimson Garnet was not aware of his hunter when showing the ring's new power to his grandfather. Duane. His grandfather said excitedly. The target! It's charred all the way through! Truce! The ring deactivates. All because I stayed in college after starting this. Cool. Very cool, Duane. Somewhere deep in the city. So, do you come to me with results? A black-robed stranger speaks in a strange Irish voice, tinged with technology. They don't see his face. Yes, sir. They follow his wishes. Speak then, he says. His spies are everywhere. All is going as planned. Coach Lead has escaped, and now is stronger and merely calls himself Lead. The man speaking was well-dressed in a suit and tie. However... This garnet creep is very threatening. Very interesting. We will win. The city will know of. Street boss, he continues. Go and tell Led what his new job will be. Yes, sir, the man responds. Later, the man had his target in sight. Hey! He called to Led. Led, startled for a moment, diverts his attention and turns his back to the voice.
3: Who, Who dares?
1: In that moment, the new hostage runs quickly away. Hey! Led is angered by this. Forget the hostage, the stranger said. How'd you know? Never mind that, Led. You've got a new job.
3: What are you talking about?
1: How do you know me, petty man? I'm not petty, the man responds. I work for Street Boss. He has commissioned you. You must serve him. And if I refuse? Suddenly, a giant of a man, standing seven feet in height at least, and weighing over 300 pounds, stands over lead. Guess. The muscle weighted man says, grinning evilly. Lead quickly changes his views.
3: I accept.
1: The stranger in the suit and derby hat spoke. Don't kill Garnet. Bring him to the place on this note. Led held the note and read its message
3: 1234 East Main, South Bend. Done, Done.
1: Lead answered. Led heads away and later prepares for his mission. He tests his special system. Laser eyepiece, two leg compartments for grenades, and an arsenal of gas pills hidden away in his belt buckle. Also, Led was armed to the teeth with his bow strapped to his back, bayonet gun and sheath for that, and various other optionals, including a gas mask in his collar. Not forgetting one extremely mean boss... What's Dwayne Bronze doing in all this? His grandfather's truck races across the road. Is he running errands? Closer inspection reveals several police cars, sirens blazing, following him, keeping up his speed. Is he running from the law? Of course not. He's helping the law. Crimson Garnet stands in front of the alley where the
3: drugs were dealt. This is the last place I saw him, officers. That is, before he was caught. Thanks,
1: one officer replies. You've helped a lot. Garnet has found out about
3: the escape. I sure hope so. I hate drugs. We all do here. I know. I just wish I knew where lead was. Unfortunately, the feeling was mutual.
1: Not had enough? Well, episode three is coming soon. To be continued.
0: You have been listening to Jimmy David Robbins. Music was by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech. And sound effects were from freesound.org. This has been a Protectorate Production. Thank you for listening.
3: Get ready, what you're
0: about to hear is a lost episode of Crimson Garnet, redone, re-recorded by our new Crimson Garnet himself.
1: When Dwayne Bronze was given a very special gift, he gained an enormous responsibility. Now... When he raises the solar panels of his ring to the sun and activates the voice command, he becomes Crimson Garnet in Confrontation. Story by Nathan Caldwell Copyright 2001-2018 Nathaniel D. Caldwell Crimson Garnet and other related characters and stories are trademarks of Nathan Caldwell.
2: James Lead, come out with your hands over your head.
3: James Lid is no more. Only Lead remains. I'll, I'll not leave, leave this place until I have, have my demands met.
1: An officer to the side thinks and then tells his captain. Demands? What demands? I don't remember any demands being made. The captain also seems puzzled as he again speaks to the bullhorn. What demands? You never made any demands. He's coming out! An officer exclaimed as Lead came out, hands over his head, and walks towards them. As the building he left explodes in a tremendous blast. Then Lead speaks.
3: New demands!
1: Dispatch sits behind the desk as the radio comes to life. We have a problem! He's making demands. The dispatcher asks, Does he have hostages? No. Did you lose him? No. Then what? He has explosives. Oh. Now what? The officer asks on the other side. Now you wait, the dispatcher replies. I've called for backup.
3: But everyone's here.
1: Not everyone. Garnet Dwayne Bronze shouts as he raises his ring to the sky The clouds, once again, are disturbed as the ring absorbs the lightning that had just been created. An officer nearby glances up and says, Was it supposed to rain today? Lead says to himself, Now where have I heard that before? The garnet rushes up by him.
3: Hey, coach, fancy suit. He mocks. It's lead, boy. Just lead. Any last words? Yep.
1: He smiles as his eyepiece rotates.
3: This eye is a laser. Thanks for meeting my demands. Come with me, please. And if I refuse, what then? Matthew Bronze chimes up on the radio.
2: I don't think you should refuse. He scares me.
1: Lad answers the question.
3: I blast you? Here and now. Don't go hero on me, Garnet. Not smart. You'd better play
1: along. Dwayne hears the radio message and says to Led. All right. That's good. Led answers. (music) Meanwhile, he is coming. The servant of the street boss proclaims, Success. Ah, yes, indeed, the evil street boss responds. Success. He turns, removing his hood, to look at himself in a mirror. At last, step one is complete. He is the only soul that sees his own face. To the city, all hope is lost. This hood... This hood only conceals my identity, not my plan. Later, Led approaches the street boss.
3: I've brought the garnet, sir.
1: Excellent.
2: What's he look like, Duane?
1: Matthew asks through the calm. I don't know. He whispers back. What? Matthew is caught off guard. The street boss speaks again. What do you have have to say for yourself, Garnet? One word, the Crimson Garnet replies. The vile leader of the Seattle Underground looked into the hero with amusement. And what would that be? The Crimson Garnet takes careful aim. Flash! (laughs) Flash! The street boss moans as he is hit by the flash of lightning from the ring of the garnet. Led quickly responds to Garnet's attack on his new
3: employer. Prepare to eat eye lasers, Garnet!
1: With a loud whir, lasers come out of Led's eyepiece. The next thing our hero knows, he's propelled to the ground with a thud. (sighs) The confused Garnet stays put for a second, trying to figure this out.
2: Are you all right?
3: Matthew asks. Yes, but don't ask me how. This is so weird. What do you mean? With another blast from the laser,
1: the garnet is thrown, but again, not hit by the laser. Oof!
3: It's like I was pushed away. Oh, that! What do you mean, oh, that?
1: Another laser fires, and the crimson garnet's upper body shoots into a sitting position.
2: The ring has a radar that detects danger. It sends small harmless shocks to give the wearer muscle spasms.
3: Very
1: large ones. Garnet mutters into the comm.
3: Right. Remind me not to ask you about the incredible speed.
1: Suddenly, the dark-robed street boss's voice is heard as he looks to the garnet, and his now singed robes. Who are you talking to? The Crimson Garnet looks up in confusion. Yes, I'm still conscious. It takes more
3: than that to hurt the Street Boss. So that's what you call yourself. Why a name like Street Boss? Isn't it obvious? Humor me.
1: My spies, they see all, all of the city, which makes me the owner of the streets. Garnet charges with his incredible speed, but misses, or so he thought. But to his surprise, he didn't miss at all. He passed right through the villain. Uh, You're not the only one with technology, Garnet.
3: But the lightning, didn't it hit you?
1: Only a hologram. I didn't know what you were totally capable of. I never take chances. So what do you think? Very impressive. Impressive. Street Boss declares. But I'm sure you've shown all of your tricks by now. But if you Carnet smirks a bit. Why don't you find out? Come on, take a chance. No Matthew says through the calm.
2: We still have the advantage. He doesn't know about me. Plus I have some tricks up my sleeve.
1: The phone rings yet again in the busy precinct. She picks it up. Seattle Police Station. Deborah Bronze speaking. She sits at her desk at the station in her officer's uniform.
2: Debbie, this is Grandpa. Plan A.
1: But Officer Deborah Bronze is not confused, however. She knows what this means exactly.
2: Party time.
1: Matthew speaks to Garnet through the speakers. Debbie
2: and I are on our way. Stay calm. Try to keep him talking. We're coming.
3: Garnet looks to the villain. If I'm going to take my chances, let me know one thing.
1: Hey, what's that?
3: What makes you so sure I don't have any more tricks?
1: <laughs> because of the laser. Aim directly at your head. Lead stands behind Garnet, ready to fire at the villain's command.
3: Do you really think that changes anything? Dwayne bravely asks. Not
1: really. That's why I'm holding the entire city of Seattle hostage. Just then, the door slammed open with a strong kick, then falls to the ground as Deborah Bronze in full uniform proclaims, Over
2: my dead body.
1: But Lead had just that in mind. With a quick fire of the laser, it was about to be all over for Deborah Bronze. But quit thinking Duane had a better idea. No! With his phenomenal speed, he rushed and swept Deborah Bronze, his sister, off her feet. Thanks. She smiles. That's my job. He responds to her. Very well. The street boss says. If you want the city to... To what? Matthew Bronze appears inside the room. You can't win, Street Boss. Officer Bronze states to the villain,
2: Street Boss, you're under arrest. I will now read you your rights. You have the right to...
1: But the villain disappeared with a poof. To do what? The voice comes from all around them. To remain silent. Did you forget about the city? (laughs) Weaklings. Well, she's about to blow. A clicking is heard. What? This thing isn't working. Hey!
3: Crimson Garnet shines a bright grin. If you want to explode a bomb, you'll need a detonator. I found yours in the observation room and dismantled it
1: you have time to do that
3: when I rescued the officer I noticed something out of the corner of my eye I'm pretty quick as you may have noticed I have time to check it out and get rid of it it's over street boss Matthew says ah well
1: maybe Maybe next time. time. time the voice fades away street boss Debbie exclaims come out now Matthew looks to her. He's gone, Debbie.
3: And so is everyone.
1: Garnet adds, noticing the now empty room.
3: But I have a feeling we'll meet again, a strong feeling.
0: You've just heard an amazing production of Jimmy David Robbins. The music you heard was by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com using the Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license. Sound effects were from freesound.org using the Creative Commons 1.0 license. This has been a Protectorate production. Thanks for listening. And in case you're listening, Jimmy, (laughs) wow, what an amazing job. And I still think that that was an excellent job that he did. We hope to be able to interview uh, Jimmy David Robbins uh, about the series Crimson Garnet in the near future. But for now, let's go to the next segment. The classic of the episode today is (laughs) Walker, Texas Ranger, the original show starring Chuck Norris. Uh, Norris is a Christian and while you do find some Native American mysticism in the show, You also see Christianity shine brightly in a few episodes, so brightly, in fact, that many of today's television networks probably wouldn't go for it. Uh, This is a great cop show, and it has a lot of action and adventure, but very little of anything bad. Uh, There is, of course, some violence, but it's all done in, in good taste. Uh, There are bad things that happen, but of course the good guys are out to stop it. Uh, Content level, one or two. I probably would say the content rating warning would be one or two. Um, That would be, uh, uh, I guess, uh, an A or a P if we were in the magazine, if I'm not mistaken. And... By today's standards, you'd almost rate it G. I mean, uh, and and by G I don't mean the magazine definitions, I mean the standard general audience definition. Um, It's a really good show with really good morals and an amazing story. Um, And the series just keeps getting better as time goes on. So check it out. Uh, You may have to do just a tad bit of searching to find it, but I'm sure it's out there, probably streaming somewhere. If not, of course, you can always find it to purchase in various places. Uh, It is definitely worth the watch. Okay, so fiction is great. It it teaches us things uh, in story. It gives us adventure, action. Maybe even gives us a new point of view, but it's not an end-all, be-all. That's why every episode I like to share a non-fiction Today, I want to briefly discuss the biblical book of Psalms. Everyone enjoys poetry in some form. It seems, however, when the Holy Spirit inspires men like David to write poetry, it takes things to a whole new level. You see deep emotions expressed, as well as times when predictions of Christ occur centuries before his appearance on earth. Check out the biblical book of Psalms. Really Really easy way to find it if you have a physical Bible is hold up your Bible and open it in the very center and you'll probably end up in Psalms. Um, If you have digital versions of the Bible, it's even easier to find. Why is it that I say I'm better than I deserve? Well, I'll be honest. The Bible says all have sinned and that includes me. And the penalty for sin is death. I look at my son over here. He's having a blast on his tablet. And there's nothing wrong with that. But a lot of times we, as humans, will have a blast in our lives. And a lot of times what we do is terrible. But no matter what we do, everyone has done something that God is against. Because that is our nature. The wages of sin being death, that means I deserve hell. But Jesus, God in the flesh, came so that he would die and take my place so that me and anybody else who believes in him, trusting in him to forgive us and clean us, make us, a, make us whole, can be right with God. Jesus, his death, makes those who trust in him right with God. And Jesus rose so that death will not hold even me in the ground. So I am always better than I deserve. Thank you for listening to Life Truth Presents. See our show notes to find links to all the content and creativity mentioned today. Nathan Caldwell can be found at life-truth.com. And is also a writer and reviewer for Clean Fiction Magazine, which can be found at cleanfictionmagazine.com.